0: Good evening and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weeknight at this time on KKLA to lift up the name of Jesus Christ so that the entire world might believe. Sharing the gospel is our number one goal and the reason we are here. Dudley Rutherford is the senior pastor of Shepherd Church, located right here in Los Angeles. During these days of uncertainty, we believe this is the perfect time to turn off what the world wants to tell us and immerse ourselves in what God has to say to us through the Holy Bible. So let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message for us tonight.
1: I want you to take your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, and turn to the book of Job. The book of Job. Little kids call it Job, but it's the book of Job. I heard a funny story about two guys uh, that were at work during lunch break. And one guy uh, took his lunch box and opened it up, and there was a sandwich. And so he grabs the sandwich, and he unwraps it. And he goes, oh, no, it's baloney! It's baloney!" He goes, I hate baloney." And this is a bologna sandwich. And he goes, this is the fourth day in a row I've got to eat this bologna sandwich. His friend says, well, why don't you just say something to your wife? I'm sure she'll fix you something else. And he said, what good would that do? He said, I'm the one that fixes the sandwich. (laughs) And what you need to know is the truth is that some of the baloney that's in our lives is because we were the ones that put it there. Whenever we make bad choices, we suffer bad bad consequences. There there are though many times in our life where we didn't put the baloney there. Uh, we just find ourselves in a difficult circumstance because we live in a fallen world. It's not because of choices we've made. It's just because of the world in which we live. The Bible says in Luke chapter twenty one, it's got a list of the signs of the end times. And it says in Luke 21 that, and this is how you know the Lord's about to return is when you see this, and you see if you see any truth to this verse. Luke 21, 25, it says, On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity, and men will faint from fear. And I ask you, do you see that in our world today? We are living in that day and age where people are full of anguish, perplexity, fear, and I would tell you that Christ's return is imminent. I will tell you that. You turn on any television news channel 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's all bad news, and I'm thankful for those of you that support our radio and television ministry called LiftUpJesus.com or LiftUpJesus.tv because it's one of the few places on television that offers true hope. And our hope is found in Jesus Christ. So keep lifting up Jesus. Our study today centers around a man named Job. You may or may not know the story, but Job had everything. Why, if you could check off the boxes, he could check them all. He was famous, he was wealthy, he had land, he had a house, he was rich, he was healthy, he had friends, he had family. And if you read the first two chapters of Job, you find that in the course of just a couple of hours, he loses everything. He he lost his cattle, he lost his flocks, his donkeys, his camels, He then has 10 children that die. He loses 10 children, and then he loses his health. Satan literally afflicted Job with boils and sores from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. You've all heard of the stories from rags to riches. His story was from riches to rags. And most of the book, which is 42 chapters, is Job sitting on an ash heap scraping his inflicted skin, inflamed skin, with a broken piece of pottery who just a few hours earlier had everything, and now he's fighting for his life. He's fighting for his sanity. He's grieving deeply. He's suffering miserably. He's listening to his three friends blame him for all of his problems. And finally, all he has left is his wife. And as my dad would say she must have gone to the Charles Manson School of Charm. (laughs) Because in Job 2 verse 9, she turns against Job and says to her husband, why don't you just curse God and die? And in that context of these difficult circumstances... Job makes three of the most amazing statements found in the entire Bible. If you have your sermon notes, here's the first statement that he makes that's just amazing. After he loses everything, he says in Job 121, naked, everybody say the word naked. I just want to hear you say that in church. He said, naked I came from my mother's womb. And naked I will. What's he saying? He's saying, hey, I had nothing when I came into this world. I'm going to have nothing when I leave. He said the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. And then he said this, may the name of the Lord be praised. What? When I read that for the first time, I had to take a double look at it. We would have said, may the name of the Lord be cursed. We would have said, I'm not going to serve a God who does things like that. No. He says, I, had, I came into this world naked. Yes, I lived a good life. Yes, it's all gone now. I don't care. But may the name of the Lord be praised. That speaks to Job's character, but it also speaks volumes to us that whatever God gives us, be it a little or a lot, he should be praised. And right now, right now, and I mean right now, whatever situation you're going through, whatever it is, you ought to be praising God right now. Second thing that he says, that makes me shake my head when I read it because it's just unbelievable. He says in Job 13... Everybody say Job 13. What chapter? One more time, what chapter? Job chapter 13, he said these words. Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. You know, when we have one little thing go wrong in our life, we start to get mad at God. Job is saying here, even if he slay me, in other words, even if my family dies, and even if I die, I'm not going to stop putting my hope in God. Whatever the worst case scenario may be, you know how we are. One thing goes wrong. What do we all do in our mind? We always go to the very worst case scenario. And Job is saying, even if the worst case scenario happens, I'm not going to stop putting my hope in God. I remember the epic boxing matches back in the 70s between Smoke and Joe Frazier and Muhammad Ali, who was the heavyweight champion of the world, formerly known as Cassius Clay. Their first fight in 1971, Frazier was 26 and 0 with 23 knockouts. Muhammad Ali's record was 31-0 with 25 knockouts. They fought on March the 8th, 1971 in Madison Square Garden. It was labeled the fight of the century. And Smokin' Joe Frazier beat Muhammad Ali by a unanimous decision. They had a rematch in 1974. Muhammad Ali got his revenge and won that fight. So they came down to the third and final fight in 1975, which even today some people say was the greatest boxing match that had ever been fought. It was held in the Philippines. It was called the Thrilla in Manila. And for 12 rounds, Frazier pounded Ali into submission. Ali had been knocked down. He was behind in the scoring. But everything changed in the 13th round. Ali began to jab Joe Frazier. He hit him with the jab. He hit him with the jab. He hit him with nine consecutive jabs. Nine in a row. And then Muhammad Ali threw a a, a right hand crossing punch that hit Joe Frazier in the mouth and knocked his mouth guard out of his mouth. And that hit was the turning point of that fight, that right cross. And then the 15th round came. Smokin' Joe Frazier just didn't even come out to fight. His corner threw in the towel, and, and Muhammad Ali won by a technical knockout, a TKO. To me, that's a lot like what happened to Job. For 12 rounds, 12 rounds, Satan pummeled Job. Pow! He lost his fortune. Pow! He lost his cattle. Wham! He lost his family. Pow! He lost his health. Wham! He lost his wife. Punch after punch was thrown at Job for 12 rounds. The spectators up in heaven must have thought, this fight is over. Job is about finished here. That thug, Satan, the evil called the prince of darkness, looked like he was winning. But then the 13th, not round, chapter, (laughs) out of nowhere, Job hit Satan with an uppercut and suddenly the tide turned. And eventually, Job in chapter 42 is declared victorious. But what was the punch that hit Satan that turned Job's defeat into victory? It was his testimony in chapter 13 though he slay me, yet I will put my hope in God. And what a lesson! What a lesson for each of us that no matter what Satan throws at you, you just keep putting your hope in God. And then the third statement that he makes is so important for us to get in our hearts today. Job said this in Job 14 verse 1. He said, man is born of what? Man is born of what? One more time, man is born of? And just so you know, it has nothing to do with the sermon, but there's only uh, two sexes on this earth. It's male and female. I just want to say that. I just want to say it. Man is born of woman. We all know that. But Job says, in a few days, when you're born, you're only here for a few days. And your life is basically just full of trouble. And life, he says, your life is like, it's like a flower that, you know, you look at a tree or a bush and there's nothing there. And one, the ne- very next day, there's a flower blooming. He said, that's what, li- that's what your life is like. It's, it's, it's few days, it's full of trouble. You spring up like a flower and all of a sudden your life just withers away like a fleeting shadow no matter how good you no matter how good your life is right now no matter how bad your life is right now your life is but a fleeting shadow you're here one moment and the next moment you're gone did you know that there's close to 200,000 people that die every single day on the planet earth yesterday there were about 200,000 people that died today today there'll be about 200,000 people that will die. And tomorrow, about 200,000 people will die. If you had one ounce of common sense in you, you would live every day as though this could be your last day here on this earth. Job says, you're here for one second, and then you're gone. And so I say to you that if you're here today and you're not a Christian... You need to become a Christian today. If you've never accepted Christ, you need to accept Christ today. If you've never been baptized, you need to come and be baptized today. If you've never put your faith in Jesus, come and put your faith in Jesus today. Job says that life is full of trouble. It springs up like a flower, and all of a sudden it withers away like a fleeting shadow. You need to come today and give your life to Jesus Christ if you've never done that. Now... Those are three pretty amazing statements, would you not agree? Well, then Job starts to ask questions. He's got a lot of questions. I want you to write this down. He asked 114 questions in the book of Job. You can actually read them and mark them and you can count them. There's 114 of them. And in all of his questioning, here's what's important for us. I want you to write this down. He questions God, but he never blames God. And I say it's okay. We talked about this last week in James chapter 1 when we're looking at joy in the midst of a trial. In James 1, verse 5, he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, go ahead and ask God, and he will give wisdom without finding fault. And God created us with what's called free will. He gave us the ability to reason and to think and to ask questions. I I think it's quite normal to ask questions. The question that's always asked, again, we talked about this last week, is the question of why. Why? Why? This is a common question. This is a logical question. I've got a thousand questions about cancer. I mean, don't we all know people that have gone through the ringer because of cancer, and it's all over the world, all different forms and types of cancer, and you can be completely healthy, and one day you get the report. I've got a thousand questions about cancer. I've got a thousand questions about Alzheimer's. I've got questions about Parkinson's disease and COVID. I've even got questions about the common cold. I mean, why can't we find a cure for the common cold? Why why did I stub my toe? Why did God make cats? You ever ask that question? Like why? Why am I suffering? Why why did my loved one have to die? Why am I so lonely? Why can't I find a spouse? Why, 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 why can't people get along? We have thousands of questions that we want to ask God. Job asked 114 questions, but in all of those questions, he never blames God. So then as you read, God kind of flips the script, and God starts to ask Job questions. And I want you to write this number down. Job Ask 114 questions. God asked 77 questions to Job. And they're found in chapters 38 through 41. In any sermon you hear on the book of Job, story of Job, they always will read some of those questions. I don't have time to read those questions. But there's 77 of them. And I want to encourage you, it's a must-read. It's a must-read. Those four chapters. Chapter 38, 39, 40, and 41. Read those 77 questions that God asked Job. And at the end of those 77 questions, there's only one conclusion. Write this down. That God is above all. That's the conclusion. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is Lord of all. He is sovereign. He's above your knowledge. I'll put it this way. God is above your pay grade. He's above your ability to understand, your ability to reason. He is above your thought processes. The Bible says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are His ways higher than your ways. And so, as you read those questions and you understand how great God truly is, Then you want to make sure that you don't let your pride, don't let your ego blind you or keep you from humbling yourself and getting down on your knees before an almighty God. Read, read chapters 38 through 41 and you will understand that God is above all. Which leads us to the third and final point of this sermon, which is the crux of today's message. Of those 114 questions there is one question that is life's most important question. And that question is If a man dies will he live again? Job 14:14. 14, 14. If a man dies will he live again? I heard of a college professor on the very first day of school, he asked this question to all of his students that were in his class. He said George Washington was the first president of the United States of America. Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. Uh, Neil Armstrong was the first man to walk on the moon. Based on this information, how old am I? And none of the students could answer. So, the second day of class, he stood back up in front of the class and he asked the exact same question George Washington was the first president of the United States. Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. Uh, Neil Armstrong, first man to walk on the moon. Based on that information, how old am I? No one could answer it. He kept asking this question every day for about two weeks. Finally, one student in the back said, I can answer your question. He said, all right. How old am I? He said, you're 48. He said, that's right. How did you reach that conclusion? He said, it was easy. He said, I've got a brother who's half crazy and he's 24 years of age. You're twice as crazy as him. You got to be 48.
0: If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like, for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack, and it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.